A lot of my work, it does sometimes tread a narrow sort of line of, ooh, what is this about? You know, which, oh right, yeah, obviously partly is deliberate. But a side of me does really worry that people are going to take it the wrong way. Hello, and welcome to the E17 Art Trail podcast series. Now in its 17th year, the E17 Art Trail will run from the 1st to the 18th of July. It's a creative festival showcasing the abundant creativity of Walthamstow's multicultural artistic community and is curated by the fabulous Artillery Massive. This year's theme is Possible Futures and we look forward to definitely chatting with some of the trail's participants. My name's Sandy M. Sutton and I've created Art for the Trail using found plastics that I've picked up off the streets of Wardenstow to create artworks of the little animals and wildlife that you can also find around Wardenstow and to make that connection that, you know, don't drop the rubbish. <laughs> So, so this one, I mean, the, the thing that is so amazing about your work, I think, is that you look at it and it's beautiful. We've got some little birds here sitting on some branches, haven't we? But yeah. then you look at it a bit more and you go, but those branches are actually... Coat hangers yeah. and bits of... Uh, mirror that's broken off cars, units a bit off a hi-fi system, even the steps that they're on were just sort of found on the street. And the actual birds, for people who know a little bit about birds, are long-tailed tits, which you see very frequently around Walton Forest and Wardenstow, if you look carefully. You do, you do. And I love this amazing stalk. Talk us through this stalk. I mean, he... Is it not a stalk? What is it? This is me showing my, no, not at all. Not my ornithological ignorance. What is it? A oh, heron. Close. Uh, <laughs> a. Okay, tell me. Oh, okay. It's, it's part of the heron family, and they've recently arrived at the wetlands. You can see them when you go up to Tottenham Marina. Yeah. And it's a, a little egret. <laughs> an egret. An I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> and they are a beautiful bird. They're sort of really striking, sort of pure white with the yellow feet. And they're sort of smaller and slightly more graceful than a, uh, a heron. But, yeah, you'll know one when you see them. But this egret, it stands... Well, it, first of all, it's standing... I've just noticed its plinth is actually a, petrol, a white yeah. petrol can, is it? And which is amazing and then it stands about uh, nearly a metre tall yes. what do we say and its legs tell me talk, talk us through its legs and its incredible yeah. feet well because the, um, this particular has the very long thin legs it's a wader so I used 
uh, again, coat hangers, bits of window screen wipers and hair clips to give that spindly look, but still support it so it looks like it's walking across the water or the rubbish (laughs) or wherever you might find it. When I've seen these at Tottenham Hale, they've been in like the drain ducts, sort of just wading through the rubbish that's washed up there. So... What's its beautiful um, white feathers made of? The feathers are all made out of uh, white plastic bottles, the shampoo bottles, bleach bottles. Um, wow, and its beak and its eyes? The beak's a windscreen wiper and the eye is sort of nuts and bolts. <laughs> Well, you've got to come and see it to believe it because it is the most beautiful thing. It's, it's the most beautiful sculpture and so lifelike. Oh, it, I mean, it, it's, it's really incredible what you've made out of plastic rubbish. Thank you very much. <laughs> I hope I don't sound like too much of a bird nerd. I'm sort of correct. <laughs> oh, no. No. Bird nerds are good. Bird nerds are good. Is, is this your amazing hedgehog? Hedgehog. Uh, the hedgehog is made out of cardboard and um, I saw recently posted around Wharton Forest that they're involved in the um, hedgehog street and I wanted to make a hedgehog using pieces again that I found in the street to promote um, conservation with hedgehogs because they are in decline and so simple things can you know help like having holes in your fence that they can wander through and sort of putting out cat meat not milk and bread which some people think they I'm desperate for a hedgehog in our garden because we've got so many slugs oh yeah and exactly that's, yeah, that's this is what we need isn't it but is we've we've also got too many fences in the gardens so they won't go through will they they can't, they've got no access so I'm wondering whether I can actually keep a pet hedgehog in one space <laughs> well no there's a thing they do like to roam but if you can make it just has to be a you know it doesn't need to be that big a hole just cut out towards the bottom at the bottom of the fence just so they can wander through but then they'll go and eat other people's slugs <laughs> i want them to eat mine but i but if you put a little home in there you can make little hedgehog shelters they may you know have young and they will feed on your head Okay, I'll do that. And if if not, I'll just come and get your cardboard hedgehog, which is made from amazing... I mean, it's so stunning because you've used corrugated cardboard, haven't you? And that's sort of, from afar, it's brilliant as the spikes of the hedgehog. That was what I thought when I was thinking, I'll use cardboard and then thinking, what bits of cardboard can I use to represent the spikes? And that was what what came to mind and they just have that spiky texture somehow works yeah thank you they're just incredible Agenda Brown. I am a visual storyteller, photographer and creative director. We're here at the Creative Works Art Trail show and I'm currently showing my latest sort of uh, art creation which is called Hand and it's kind of representing my lifelong obsession with hands. 
and looks at the way that we use our hands in conversation, the way that our hands fill the gaps for us when we're talking subconsciously. They take over the role when something is difficult to explain, our hands can kind of step in. I'm also very interested in the way that hands can be used to do something very brutal, but at the same time something very delicate, so that the exact same hand can take those two tasks on very kind of uh, seamlessly and in, uh, with no gap of time between them. I'm showing Kimberly today, Daphne, who's my sister, and Michelle. It's part of the wider collection. I think there's around 28 images. And I'll be exhibiting later in the year in Bloomsbury on September the 2nd. You can get more details at hand at www.visualmarvelry.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Studio Marvelry. Graham Asker, and I'm showing a couple of robots, well, robot heads actually, at um, venue 69 on the Walthamstow Art Trail. I previously built these about three years ago. I built them, and they're quite complex, so it took a long time to make. They're controlled by um, the computers within them, and the, they're brass, basically brass mechanisms. I very much liked old fashioned clocks, like French clocks. I loved all the brass on those, so I bought a lathe and made the mechanisms um, in that way. I originally made them for a show in a gallery in London, the um, Espacio Gallery, where they had a show on called Frankenstein. Um, and previously to that, I'd made some pinball machines, but I'd made three of those for art shows and decided um, to change to something different. This year I built an arm, because I've shown them before at the Walthamstow Art Trail two years ago. And during lockdown I built Brenda an arm, which actually um, it lifts up and displays a slide which shows her, uh, in particular, her oxygen levels, because this is uh, related to Covid, and she doesn't like what she sees. It's based on my experience, because I was in hospital with Covid, and I found it really scary. So my partner suggested that uh, this should be the story for Brenda. So she doesn't like what she sees on her oxygen results and starts to grimace and then it all ends happily and she smiles at the end. Yeah, so that's the story of Brenda and Brian. I hope you can find time to uh, come and see them. If you want to see my other works, or these as well, you can see them on grahamasker.com. usually seen as waste or whatever so uh, actually I'm working with Tuesday's Guardian and send boxes that were in the recycling in the church upstairs and basically engaging with them in ways that mean people look 
look at them differently, I suppose. So I've, I'm remaking the cardboard boxes into different cardboard boxes. <laughs> Tell us where we are and who you are. Venue 23. My name is Dots and Lines, but I'm Anderley. So Dots and Lines is the, the name on the, in the catalogue, number 23. And we're at Black Horse Road Baptist Church. And I'm just making an installation here. I started on the 1st and um, yeah, I'll be here till the 18th. You can come and visit me and bring something lost or broken or... I was going to bring you my keys, all the keys that I've got left over from my bike locks. Which... That would be so brilliant. I'd love, th I'd love you to bring keys. That's so perfect. Some, some, so I'm going to have to come so, another time yeah, because I forgot so them. special about keys. Yeah. So, yes. What I realised, you know, I've just been making stuff and engaging with it, but I realised that there are actually sort of three different things going on here. That uh, there's this section which is a bit of maps and a bit of being lost and broken and unloved. And then there's my remaking cardboard boxes, you know, maybe thinking differently about life or... I definitely related to the pandemic of us all being in our little boxes and how we remake our boxes. And it started with, I had boxes that had come to me in lockdown, deliveries and stuff, and me thinking, I'm going to make them into something else. And then the newspaper is, I wanted something, I wanted a physical newspaper, so I started ordering The Guardian and it, it you know, and then just engaging with there's so much in it you don't just read everything you know there's the images so I've, I've done some redacting the uh, the pictures here so, you know, so. so you've put the Guardian newspaper pages on the back of the windows of the doors of the yeah. entrance to the yeah. church so I put the whole of Tuesday's Guardian up uh, you know so you can see one side of every page at least and then some of the images I've been blacking out so here you can see Matt Hancock and uh, what's his name? Sajis Javid together as little ghostly characters walking through something. And then I, I, I love this image of this sort of yellow car here with the just out of nowhere, sort of slightly ghostly. Somebody's leaning against the car, yes, aren't they? Yes, the driver's leaning against the car. The other thing that I do is do the puzzles and then I've sort of engaged with colouring the puzzles in different ways, which is something I'm carrying on working on over there. But I suppose it's all about how do you engage with these things differently? You know, do you just read the paper and throw it in the bin or do you look at the images in certain ways or do you... And I'm remaking them to make people look at these things differently, I suppose. And what's around the corner? Is it well, the same? This, well, this, this lovely little card... I love these little cardboard boxes. I started with some cardboard boxes that were deliveries of things that I got for the art trail. So I bought a little portable glue gun and this was the packaging for the portable glue gun and I love this sort of jigsaw quality that it has. So um, you've sort of created abstract 3D items from your discarded cardboard boxes? Yes, well, and, and, you know, some of these things are already part of that. So these little cutouts here were part of how the glue gun was sat in the box but then how I've remade it it makes makes you look at it differently and experience it differently so it's not that it you've made it into an animal or you've made it into anything it's still an abstract it's shape isn't it I was really thinking I want them all to be boxes so they all have six sides of some sort whether the sides are complete or not they all have six sides yeah so they're still boxes but they're absolutely not the same boxes <laughs> and these newspapers well, and all of the newspapers are uh, put in behind the window sideways aren't they which is interesting yes and then these have got circles cut yes. out I mean to start with I thought 
I'm changing this space. I'm going to start off with the, the newspaper in the windows to maybe, oh, what's going to happen behind this newspaper? And then I've done this thing before with holes or dots on small strips of paper, but I just thought, oh, I'm going to do it with the newspaper with a big hole cutter. So, yes, there are just holes coming here, and then the holes I've stuck on. So uh, there's a sort of random number thing that goes on with the holes, which is that, you know, do the holes go left or right it is according to whether I get minus one or one or naught on my random number generator. That's so interesting because, yeah, there's a lot behind newspaper with bits cut out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> newspaper with bits cut out and newspaper with bits obliterated yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And so you're on Black Horse Road. Yes. And what, what days are you here? I'm here on Sundays between 2 and 6 and Thursdays between 4 and 8. That's when you should bring your objects and I will try and include them. Ah, so you want, you, want, times. you want people to bring abandoned <laughs> objects? Lost, unloved, broken objects. And yes, definitely. I love it. You know, I, I mean, I'm so excited by the idea that you might bring keys. I will. I'll Sorry, bring them. I'll bring them. Fab to, you know, that, that uh, interactive thing. Yes. You're welcome at other times, but don't bring objects at other times. At other times, I may be here, but otherwise you can just wander past and have a look. And, Great. Uh, fantastic. Thank yes. you. Thank so you. nice to talk to you. Thank you. So here we are in venue 88A and B, accompanied by the harmonies of Walthamstow in the high street in Danny Neon's bedroom, where three or four Barbie dolls are dangling from a hook on the ceiling. And there are the springs of the mattress on the wall with light bulbs sticking out. It couldn't be any weirder. So what the heck is going on, Danny? I, w I would firstly say it probably could be weirder. But, you know, this is just normality. Isn't everyone's bedroom like this? OK, so what is it that you are showing here? Tell us a bit about your work. At the moment, it's kind of gone very two-dimensional. Sort of not sort of in a, what's the word, intellectual way, obviously. This is, I was, I was always just very three-dimensional. I always did three-dimensional work and I've just suddenly stopped. So there's collages and there's now for probably the first time ever since since I was did my foundation course, I, I actually drawing and painting and doing stuff like that. You know, like proper artists do. So now do you consider yourself a proper artist? <sighs> I, yeah, I, I've, I personally obviously have always viewed myself as a proper artist, but I just have always accepted the fact that other people may not share that point of view. But you have been a lecturer, haven't you? So yeah. you you are you're busted. You are a proper artist, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, you? I suppose. Whether you like and, it or not. And at various times, have made an actual living from selling it as well. When when I can be bothered to actually put it somewhere to be sold, I just like it too much. So I'm wondering how the pandemic affected you. Did that make you more productive? It, the first one did. <laughs> I enjoy. I am <laughs> one of those really been? bad people that 
I know it's not a good thing to say, but I kind of in I like the first lockdown because mm. it kind of enabled it gave me an excuse to not feel guilty about doing nothing mm. if you know what I mean because it was like oh, we're all doing nothing you know we're, none of us are allowed to do anything well except unless you work in a supermarket or, or in the NHS or other obvious frontline services but so therefore I thought yeah let's get on and let's get some stuff finished that had been hanging around for a couple of years and the, the, the set of collages are all framed that you can see were there were about five of them have been done quite a few years ago and now there are nearly 50 of them so you've got um, a website haven't you yeah can you give Which us the website dannyneon.com with and two n's d-a-double-n-y <laughs> danny and then with two n's yeah okay now i am looking at the danny's back wall here and um there are some very old pictures of cathedrals and the inside of churches but the interesting thing that is popping out in pretty <laughs> much literally. all of these pictures <laughs> bosoms I know, I, I know Corner Shop did it didn't they everyone needs a bosom for a pillow yeah. but you've gone one further and you've put lots of women in churches yep. with, with bare boobies it's not about the boobies it's about there's lots of levels that they're on that kind of it's sort of um they <laughs> they're obviously what Sorry. i was going to call the, the, the i i sort of plumped for i plumped for um um the blessed virgin but i was also going to call them prepare to meet thy maker it was a bit like you know they're all giant amazonian women now because i've made them sort of bigger than the churches bigger than the buildings so that they are almost as if they are the goddesses in a way and they're just strutting their stuff saying yep yeah, we're here definitely we got we got our boobs out and um and that's it deal with it basically because we that, that's what we are we are women we're pat we are the we are the life giver so there's kind of that side of it there's also there's darker sides to it i like to think that there's lots of layers it's an onion it is an like onion. Like Shrek said. I do, I do feel, looking at this, that it, it does, it, it makes me laugh. It doesn't offend me to, to look at these pictures and I kind of see that there is a point to it all. I, <laughs> no, I hope, I, I genuinely hope that that's what the viewer gets from it. You know, a lot of my work, some, it does tr sometimes tread a kind of, a narrow sort of, a sort of line of, Ooh, what is this about? You know, which, oh, yeah, obviously partly is deliberate. But a side of me does really worry that people can take, are going to take it the wrong way. But then, you know, if they do, I just cry, cry myself to sleep. And that's about it, really, which I do most nights anyway for various issues and problems that, you know, facing the, the planet now. I don't really cry myself to sleep. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm wondering, as in my background as a mm. teacher, I'm placing you somewhere near On, the near back the of the class. Near the naughty yeah. And the, the you're corner. the one that's drawing the rude pictures and you're the one that is causing a bit of a disruption in the class. Am I right or not? Am I far off the mark here? Thankfully, I also really got on with the teachers, so I never got in trouble. But did you do those sorts yeah, of things? Maybe. <laughs> we have an admission. We used to I think in the history class we used to I used to write down anything that was vaguely 
it could vaguely be viewed as slightly smutty that the teacher said and I'd, ha and I'd write them at the back of my book and then at the end of the lesson he'd make me repeat all the things that he had said that could be construed as being smutty and now you get to do that for, for, for a living yeah yeah um, just to give you an idea as well, if you come to this, I would say it's a pretty amazing flat and you walk up the stairs, it's definitely not what you'd expect. Um, is it a suitcase shop but just outside or is it That's down the pans? side, but this oh, was, the it's a kind of, the door's by the suitcase shop, mm. the front of the flat is above the sweet shop, the pink sweet shop, <laughs> as I like to call it. And it was an old printer's, it was an old printer's works. But it is amazing. Every single room that you go in is... Um, you could spend ages in the loo just looking on the wall. I usually have to. <laughs> but, but that is due to a bad diet. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of humour that goes into, I think, a lot of the art. Looking at the Ladybird... Oh, they're not Ladybird books, are they? Or are they Peter and Jane? Were they, they were Ladybird yeah, books? Yeah, Peter and Jane Ladybird books, yeah. Mm. Oh, that, yeah. So what can you tell us about what Peter and Jane Pe get up to in your mind? Peter and Jane are kind of, they're kind of troubled children that are kind of having to come to terms with experiences that they've had in, in their life, basically. <laughs> but it's kind of showing you, it, but it's, it, it's about, in reality, every bit of work is about negativity, but overcoming negativity with positivity. Does that um, make sense? Yes, not, yeah? it, it does. It has to. Yeah, More positivity than negative. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, the, uh, the end thing is positive. Hmm. It's like if you yeah. dilute medicine with something that tastes a lot nicer, then you get more positive than negative. Probably. It still does you good. Probably, yeah. I'm, probably. That's probably yeah. a really lame kind of comparison. <laughs> I, I look at this and I see two very innocent looking children and um, an image which isn't quite so innocent looking, but it may be an inner world. And I don't know whether that's a dark thing or whether that's a, a reality or whether you're depicting yourself or... It's myself and other... It's myself and other... Every, it's, it's all of us. That's the easiest way to it's say it. you at it. the back of the class, really. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, but then even then, you know, you'd, you'd be at school and you'd be chatting to your mates and then you'd hear, they'd, they'd come out with some comment and you think, like, that's not normal. Yeah, I know you think that that's normal in your family, but that is not normality. That should not actually be happening. I know it sounds really, that's quite a dark thing to say, but that is, it surrounds all of us and there's sort of, a lot of us have these little bits of, of a, of a dark history and they do affect our lives in sort of many different ways and it's i'm going to get a bit deep now oh it's please no, and it's just sad that it's sort of sad how negatively it affects some people but some people can cope with it in a way but they're not really mm. oh gosh yeah nice no, a bit oh, just, i'm going to ask you about your influences then so artists or people in music or anything that has influenced your art when and your perspective say, it would have to be influenced because people do say to me so who's your favorite artist then and i go me really <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'd say contemporary artists there's one artist who is definitely my favorite and that's sarah maple who is she, she's hilarious but you know she's very dark kind of in a way but again very funny and positive 
There's mm. a lot, you know, it's sort of feminist, sort of art as it should be. I know probably there is a lot of my work, even though it does not look at it, is coming from a feminist supporter's viewpoint, but done in a kind of weird, back to front, sarcastic way. But then I kind of have to do that because, you know, I am a bloke. Do you know what I mean? So I can't. I know there's that whole argument as can a man be a feminist or can a man only be a feminist supporter? And I don't know which one is true. And ultimately, I can't actually say which is right or wrong because I am a man. If you know what I mean. I'm even. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So. No, I understand those arguments. Mm, some people may call me a faux feminist, but. Pff, that's why I ended up making a t-shirt with faux feminists on it. Well, so thought, screw you if that's what you think. Uh, Don't give a fur, damn. Is it better than real fur? Faux fur is, it depends if you're an animal. Yeah, that's it. That's if you're an animal, from, isn't it? yeah, you prefer real fur. Mm, you're on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be an It might be Auntie, Auntie Pat, Auntie Susan's pelt. And you think, oh, I'm just wearing that tonight to remember, have I? If you were a wolf going out for a dance or something. A wolf called Mandy. Mandy, yeah. Yeah, so this is the psychedelic world that we inhabit when we come into this. this yeah, or else I'll just be quiet and ignore you. Is it? yeah. It's one or the other. Is there anything you would like to plug in terms of the events of the future? Anything you consider so wonderful about Walthamstow that it cannot possibly be left? And message for young people thinking about getting into art or sitting at the back of a classroom. Don't view being the one who sits at the back of the classroom, perhaps not paying too much attention, as necessarily being a completely bad thing. Just be true to yourself. Come and visit. Come and visit. Come and visit. We're above the pink sweet shop. But the front door is next to the bag shop on Erskine Road. That's just to confuse you. Well, here we are again at 88. A and B on the high street. Um, the location's already been described by Danny Neon, who's actually the father of Darcy. And Molly Energy, together, they comprise creative vandalism. And I can't even begin to describe what it is that they do. So I'm going to pass that one over to you, Darcy. Okie dokie. Uh, so creative vandalism, it's not just me and Molly. We've got some other friends who collaborate with us every now and then but what we are I guess the best way to put it is a, a collective of artists and we've got a passion for kind of DIY independent media production we make a bit of everything at the moment we're kind of specializing in uh, films and comic books uh, but we have plans to kind of branch out to other mediums in the future when we've got the resources to. I've been looking through your comic book for the past two art trails, actually. So how have they evolved? Have they been influenced at all by the pandemic, for instance? Um, not really, no. Um, uh, the comic book, um, 
Uh, the past two art trails has kind of just really been in a, a concept stage. Uh, everything we've made has really just been in a concept stage for the past two art trails. This is the first time we've actually got something almost finished to show. Um, but no, the comic book's an idea I've had in my head for a very long time, inspired by many, many different things. Um, namely, President, well, ex-President Trump's election campaign back in 2016 was a big influence on it. Uh, for those who don't know the comic book, it's a dystopian sci-fi series set in an alternate universe uh, in Mexico, where America is a fascist superstate that rules over the entire world. Um, and there's a big wall on the Mexican border, and it's kind of like, it takes on the kind of Western gunslinger type tale. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like truth is stranger than fiction in <laughs> yeah. some respects. Uh, well, the funny thing is, is that I actually came up with the idea with it for it before Trump's campaign. A good, good two years, actually. And are you proud of that? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I think you should be. At least yours is fantasy. Yes, yes. very much, very much so. Are there any locally based content? Is there locally based content well, in your Well, the other thing we well? we are showing uh, at the Art Trail this year is the trailer for our web series, The Stew, uh, which is a kind of surrealist horror film parody set in Walthamstow. Uh, it's got lots of Walthamstow in-jokes in it. It's a parody of horror films from like the 70s and 80s, but it's very much a comedy series. It's about a private investigator solving strange mysteries in Walthamstow. Um, and we've got a pilot episode, which we're in the middle of filming at the moment, should be out next month. And you can come watch a trailer for it at our event. It's not like a cross between Shaun of the Dead and Midsummer Murders or something, is it? <laughs> That's not a comparison I would have made, but I think that fits. Um, I would say it's very much like... Well, the, the kind of horror films that inspired it are very much like 70s, 80s, kind of European, really trashy horror films. Um, but we've kind of taken all the tropes from those and kind of turned them into some weird surrealist parody. It's almost kind of David Lynch-esque, but, mm. but trashier and on a very, very low budget. So if you come up the stairs in this amazing arty flat then you can go into it's in your room isn't it the uh, our room the is our room is closed off for this art trail but you can go in the spare room we've got stuff oh in that's there. the spare room that's the Apologies. spare room oh and it's showing on a big screen in the lounge uh well the trailer for the stew is showing on the big screen in the oh. lounge uh the spare room is a short film that me and molly made for university a few years ago it's kind of a recreation of uh, our nightmares that we had so I'm looking here at a nice laminated page. Yes. And we have, actually it's really good because as soon as you walk up the stairs, um, I should mention that Molly Energy is currently sitting at the bottom of the stairs and they are taking shifts to do this. And if when you come in, she'll, or anyone who's on the stairs will drop a little bit of hand sanitizer on and you'll wander up and you'll have one of these laminated sheets to find your way around. It's very, very nice and slick. <laughs> Um, yeah. So we've got the work here, the stew, the unaired pilot. We've got props and special effects, uh, the wasteland beyond the wall. And that is your debut comic book series. Yeah, so that is the comic. It's called Wasteland Beyond the Wall. It's a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah. I, I always feel like I don't have enough. <laughs> That's, I think, a fairly shared mentality among artists. And yeah. if, if you felt that you did, then... Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. That would be tricky. We have the Wasteland Beyond Wall original drawings. 
So those are all the original drawings of the pages before I've scanned them in and coloured them to be printed in the comic book. Are some of these like storyboards for the films that you're creating as well? Um, I've uh, Dad was asking if I was going to show those, but when I when I do storyboards for films, I I just do them very basic with stick figures and stuff, so I didn't want to really show those. And then you've got Conmari, Conmari in the Pit. So Conmari in the Pit is the one based on our nightmares that's in the spare room. You could just stick around for quite a while here couldn't you looking yeah at all these so how long would you expect an average visit for somebody to get the most out of your exhibition how long do you think it would take them oh. to see creative vandalism and to get a real feel for what was going on i'd probably say maybe half an hour minimum mm. at least yeah and so if, if you then get chatting to us about the artwork we can get quite in depth about that mm. so it'll probably be an hour I think we're here at a good time, actually. You were saying, because you're, you're open on Fridays, yep. Saturdays and Sundays. Yep. Um, do you have to book? No, no, idea? it's just walk-in. No. So walk-in. Um, and you might have to wait and do a bit of shopping, because there's four people. Yeah, well, so we, we've, we've decided four people or one household. So mm. if there's one household of, like, six people, we'll, we'll allow that. <laughs> now, Darcy, I think it's... I think it's I think this is the time to plug the future, the possible future, and and what else you get involved in. Yeah. Um, in well, I, I a lot of people might know me as one of the bar staff from the Victoria, uh, which has sadly uh, closed down in August. But me and several other members of the staff have now gone on to the trade hall, and uh, we're putting on all the events that we had on at the Vic over there. Uh, a lot of the alternative music nights, the karaoke, the quiz. And we're, we're, tr we're trying to help out the guys there that have been trying to make the trade tool a kind of hub for culture and art in Walthamstow. And, and yeah, so we've, we've gone over there and helping out with that. And we're actually, to link it back to what, what we're doing with creative vandalism, uh, we're going to hopefully be screening the premiere episode of The Stew in there at some point in August. So look out for that. Brilliant. Um, but in the meantime, definitely pop down the trade tool. Become a member. Become as well. a member, definitely. Yeah. I think what is it? Thirty. Thirty-five pounds 30, for a year. Thirty-five pounds. And with that, you get a huge discount behind the bar, which is cheap anyway. And uh, very, very. And you get to have good a bit value of, events yeah. as well. Loads and, of events yeah, going. Discounted on there event too. tickets. Sometimes they might even be free. The tickets uh, rather than. You know. And we don't get to talk about Julia's show called Cut It Out <laughs> there as well. That's that's going on at the moment too. So yes. a quick plug for that. See, we can link it all in. Yeah, so all connected. It's all connected. so much for joining into these podcasts we hope you've been inspired by the content and that maybe in the possible future you'll take part and make art it's hard to